I, I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Now, guess what? We're going to be talking to David the Man of God Harris, who's in Buckeye Country. He's a Penn State fan, but he's in the middle of Buckeye Country. We're going to get his thoughts on uh, the whole situation with Urban Meyer. And uh, David, you know, shoot what you got to say. Yeah, I would say it's a kind of quiet day here in Columbus, but everyone's talking left, right, and center because, of course, it's the headline. And I think more people are concerned about it, not because of kind of what Urban Meyer said, and I'll get to that in a little second, but mainly because kind of the stigma around, and I I guess kind of the main purpose of, that everyone is worried about is the football season. Everyone's worried about, okay, how is this going to impact the Buckeyes team? And so for me, I, you, and you kind of understand it, we were talking kind of through text throughout the week kind of and then immediately after the suspension came out and like I said uh, within the city of Columbus within kind of Ohio State Buckeye Nation there is this culture where it doesn't matter so much the ethic and the morals and the character Urban Meyer and pretty much if you go to any college coach at any college program at any level they talk about character trying to build men and women up upstanding moral standing and status. But in cases like this, it's more about the wins and losses and how can we make sure that our football team, our athletic program, is set up for success? How can we get back to this winning tradition? And I think, especially around here, kind of the Ohio State, like this has been happening for a long time where it's, okay, we can have all the scandals, we can have all the recklessness, we can have all the brushing things under the rug and covering things up, even though we don't want to admit and say that these are cover-ups, just so we can get back to make sure that we have wins and losses, that we can get back to being a national championship contender and being in conversation. And so when I listened to the Urban Meyer speech, like, I don't want to say that I was disgusted, but it definitely disgusted me and made me feel a kind of way because, and I'm sure Frank brought it up, like, Urban Meyer is apologizing to Buckeye Nation. He's apologizing to the fans and players. Like, you shouldn't be, a, like, forget Buckeye Nation. Forget all these fans because they're going to be obnoxious regardless. Like, you should be apologizing to Courtney Smith, who 
since two, at least 2009, you've known that Zach Smith was an issue and a problem. And despite all the counseling, despite all of the kind of trying to help him, this, it was six, after 2009 in Florida, we get this, this man in 2015. And so it's been three years since then. And so in this time, like, yes, people don't want to say it's a cover-up. Yes, people want to say that, oh, Urban Meyer did know A, B, and C. And then on on top of that, throwing out the, you know, now he's going to say, oh, I was using medication, and that sometimes gives me memory problems. Like, memory problems are, like, short-term here. They're everywhere. And it kind of, and I was listening to something, I can't remember who said it, it kind of struck me similar to what we were talking about Florida in 09, where with all this scandalous and stuff and situation that happened in Florida, him stepping down for medical conditions and then popping back up at Ohio State after going to the mothership. It kind of seems like kind of he's using health as kind of a barrier and say it's not, you know, me, it's having all these other issues and things. And so when I hear him talk about, you know, having memory problems, dude, it's nine years. Like, this isn't memory problems that you just seem to forget about it. You just seem to, and he, you know, he kind of gave everyone benefit of the doubt using hard instead of the mind. All this, you know, coach speak, like, dude, just fess up, admit it, and say that, one, you knew what was happening. Whether we want to go from 2018 and you fired Zach Smith to 2015, or we want to go kind of 2018 to 2015 with all the stuff compounded with what we do in 09, plus all the other stuff that Zach Smith got involved with. And so at some point you have to say to yourself, okay, if I'm supposed to be modeling and preaching character and upstanding citizens and building young men so they can be productive members of society, what does it say to an incoming freshman, an incoming 17, you know, 16, 17, 18 into your program when you're telling these parents, hey, I'm going to build your young man up to be an upstanding citizen while I'm being shady, covering things up, lying about things, and then shoving blame here, there, and everywhere other than at your own feet. And so I understand people are going to say, oh, you know, he's just suspended for three games. It's three non-conference games that no one gives up, you know. Two crafts about, but I still think, given all of the stuff that we know and continue to uncover, I really hope that three is just a minimum, and there's there's something more coming. Well, I guess listening to all that, and he did know because obviously I talked about it with Frank that Zach Smith was pretty much on his last leg after a lot of the shenanigans he was doing and stuff he was doing on a recruiting trip. So if Zach Smith was going to make another uh, uh, situation or have another problem, he probably was going to be let go. Um, as far as Courtney Smith is concerned, and I, and I try to tell people this, I, I, I don't – this is once again when we brought this subject again and getting in people's personal relationships this is very difficult uh, I do think he knew what was going on I think him and Shelly Meyer tried to counsel them 
to an extent. Um, but I do believe that at, at some point it was just a toxic relationship. And I think they tried to separate themselves from it. I, but at the same time, I don't really think that he would owe Courtney Smith an apology because how I look at it is, is that Courtney Smith had the choice to leave and she had the choice not to marry this man. Now, granted, like I said, I don't condone people getting in abusive relationships, but even with the 2009 report before they even got married, he was already showing signs that he was abusive and she should have had an opportunity to see to get away from that. Um, and you know, we've all had those friends out there and I mentioned this to Frank that people get in these relationships and you let them know guy and girl that, you know, this person's not good for you. They're manipulative, um, abusive, either emotionally, physically, uh, verbally, um, and people go back to them. And I, you know, going through that and and, and seeing that through life, I, I don't really have any empathy for somebody like that that's in it all the time now it, obviously there's certain reasons why people stay in these toxic relationships it could be because of fear manipulation whatever and I, I do say that I think Zach Smith is a narcissistic sociopath I'll get on him a little bit later but with Courtney Smith um, there's reports of her continuously calling the cops and then he wasn't even in town so I, I think it kind of got to a point where I think Urban tried to help them as a couple and then you kind of realize, you know what, I better stay away from these people before they bring me down. Because um, I, I, from this he said, she said stuff, I don't like to get in the relationship because you don't know who to believe. Um, normally when it's a man and a woman, if the man's putting the hands on someone, they're going to obviously, you know, sign with the woman, which is, you know, fair. But then again, you don't know what she's done in the relationship either. We don't know that. But I, I'm not here to discuss that. I'm not an investigator. I just know from personal experience seeing some of this stuff that it takes two to tango. And no, it doesn't doesn't mean that you should be getting beaten or hit. But at the same time, though, this woman had opportunities. And I'm sure people told her that, you know, you need to stay away from this guy. And then she ends up marrying the guy. And then she ends up having kids with the guy. And then she ends up staying around with the guy. And it's just this vicious cycle over and over. So I, I really think that, you know, he, he kind of kept it political and, you know, didn't want to say too much. So then, you know, us as the media wouldn't break it down as much. But I do think the flaw that came with Urban was that, once again, as a coach, with him being close with Earl Bruce as his mentor, I think he took it too much of a personal instead of should have thought maybe we needed to get rid of this guy for business reasons. Um and I think Zach Smith took advantage of it. I, I really do. I think Zach Smith is a narcissistic sociopath. He's got all the signs of it. He tells good stories. You know, I'll, I'll change. I'll do this. I do that. But he's just destructive in anything he does. I mean, he's destructive in his marriage, sleeping around, getting sex toys, spending $600 on a recruiting visit in a strip club. I mean, it's just like, come on. And and me and Frank talked about it earlier. You know, everyone knew how much of a dirtbag this guy was. Think about it. Why is it no one from Urban Meyer's staff taking them with him to promote him as a coach? Why hasn't he been promoted from within? It's obvious. They, they knew what he was. He, he wasn't really all that great of a coach, not all that great of a person. And I think that at some point, Urban had to realize that, you know, look, you know, I know I'm cool with your granddad and everything like that, but you, you need to leave the, 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 the Ohio State football program. Now, 
here comes the the tricky part though too and i and i've asked this question how is it that gene smith can survive two scandals and still be at the university the ohio state university and only face you know slaps on the wrist because this is the second time that some kind of scandal's gone on and i don't know he must have something either on the ncaa or the university or something but i don't know how he survives but i do think that after he was Ohio by Ohio State, there was things that were going on. It would look a little suspect for him to get rid of Zach Smith, and then all this stuff comes out. And I think that's what universities need to learn, hopefully, from this situation in the Joe Paterno situation, is that if you know of someone that is doing stupid stuff that could hurt the brand of the university, you need to hit the emergency button and cut them loose right away. Because if you keep having them linger around the program, it looks like more of a cover-up and you look bad. And I think that's what these universities do. They don't want to look bad. So they figure, this guy's just an assistant coach. Nobody will notice. Whatever he's doing will probably go away and we'll find a way to get rid of him once the, the heat dies down. And it never dies down. And and that's what's the problem with this whole situation. Zach Smith was doing stuff for years. He he, to be honest with you, I think Urban Meyer should have never hired him back in 2012. But he probably thought the guy changed. And like I said, he's a narcissistic sociopath. So I'm pretty sure he gave him some type of story, and Urban believed it. And because he he was close and personal with them because of that personal tie with Earl Bruce, he let him on the staff. He probably was cool for a year or two, obviously, and then he went back to the old. Zach Smith and the university probably said you know what let it die down he's just some assistant I'm sure we'll find something to get rid of him and then they never really got rid of him because he was good of you know ducking and dodging situations and I'm sure he sweet talked his way in a lot of them. I mean look at the Brett McMurphy uh, situation where he was coming up with some of the uh, text messages where the mom thought that was was actually siding with Zach Smith. I mean, that's how manipulative this guy was to, to the point where this woman was saying to the, to her own family that this guy was beating on her, and her own family wasn't even really believing her, believing him over her. So if he has that much kind of power to get her family almost to turn on her, what do you expect he's doing over at Ohio State? I mean, he probably was fooling Urban Meyer, and he was fooling them, but then there was other guys that probably he wasn't really fooling. But, I mean, think about it. How long are you going to be a, a receiver's coach? I mean, he's making decent money, more money than, you know, the average Joe. But I don't know anyone that's in the coaching position, the profession, that wants to, who's moving up, who's young, going to be a receiver's coach forever. I mean, think about it. Everybody, you know, Jason Candle was a receiver's coach. Now he's the head coach at Toledo, but he didn't stay receiver's coach for long. He moved up to offensive coordinator. And think about it. All those people that have left Ohio State and Urban Meyer never moved him up once. Mm-mm, nothing. Well, I mean, and even all the people, all the kind of all the classes that have come in, like name name a good Ohio State wide receiver. Like, mm, Devin Smith was okay. Um, I mean, like if you're there for that long, like sometimes if you're at, like at the positional coach for a while, it's because you're producing some pretty good talent. Right. But again, even but you still move up. Like, right. Thinking back since 2012 for Ohio State, it's like what star wide receiver? Like has come through Zach Smith's lineage for him to say, "Oh, I, I can still be this great wide receiver." And they say he's wide a good recruiter, coach. I guess. I don't know, but like I like you, but the, but then again, the, the fact of the matter is, is that how many coaches, you know, if Tom Herman's over there drinking, 
with with his wife after whatever bowl game, you would think, hmm, why didn't Tom Herman take Zach Smith with him to Houston? You know, I mean, there's other coaches that have left it, and you know, I can't think of their names off the top of my head. But why didn't they take Zach Smith with them? Why didn't after Tom Herman leave, why didn't Zach Smith move up to maybe offensive coordinator? Or move up to some other, you know, co-offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach, whatever. Move up the chain of command. He just stayed the wide receivers coach. So Urban Meyer knew. I mean, he can't use that. He can't use that card. And we all knew what was going on. But I think what what he was guilty of, he was being a coach who thought that he could mentor this person and thought that he could probably help this guy. He knew that what strings the pull Zach Smith did on Urban Meyer, and he knew that him and his grandfather had been tight. So he pretty much thought, you know, I'll give Urban a good old line, and because him and his my grandfather are tight, I'll just do whatever the heck I want to do, and that shows, you know, ordering sex toys to the office, on the White House trip, taking naked, naked pictures, $600 at a strip club. I mean, he pretty much was almost like a spoiled brat. To, to an extent he knows that urban's not gonna fire him so he's just gonna do whatever the heck he wants to do because he's got the earl bruce card in his back pocket yeah and kind of using those string ties and because he knew urban meyer also goes one phone call and i'm wondering how much kind of conversations that urban meyer had just just around kind of mentioning his name it's like well you know well i know earl would have wanted so and so and so this to happen and need to continue to mentor him and guide him and all that stuff. Like kind of, like you said, manipulate. Like it's just this is just a bad look all around. And you would think that with the press conference and uh, with the board of trustees deliberating and meeting for that time, as long as they did, you would have thought, okay, Herbert Meyer is going to express some kind of regret. He's going to he's going to come up with things that makes it seem like he's not just trying to cover his own bleed and keep this football, football, football. And then he comes out and it's like, like, so you're just worried about the football team. Like, but isn't that what they like, hired him for? I mean, the thing about Urban Meyer is that he, he, in this whole thing, he, he lied to the media and he looks a little bit hypocritical because he does one thing for players and others for coaches. But at the end of the day, we pay you to be the football coach. We didn't pay you to be a marriage counselor and, and, and all that. We paid you to be the football coach. And they probably thought that the things that he was doing was in the best interest of the football team. Now, obviously, it could be some politics involved with this. It could be also that it maybe if he was a 500 coach, he probably would have gotten fired. But the fact of the matter is, is that what we're paying you to do is basically win football games. And, I mean, if you think about it, Urban Myers kept up his part of the bargain. And that's what they're looking at. I mean, let's let's face it. That's what it is. He's keep he's he's got football games. He's brought in a lot of money to the university. Who else are we gonna find that's gonna be like this? Who's at the top of the food chain in the college football world? Who else are we gonna find? Nobody. And you're doing your job now. If he was probably losing, they'd probably be like, "Well, you know, you've been losing. This is probably the reason why you've been losing." So. You know what? We're gonna part ways with you, and then they, you know, they part ways. But because he's winning, you know, it, it, that's what it is. We hired you to be the football coach, and yeah. You, but I mean, like, like at some point, like it's Ohio State. Like whoever they bring in is going to continue that 
Not really. Luke Fickle came in, and they did like they look like crap. John Cooper, suspect. If you really really think about it, Earl Bruce towards the end wasn't all that great. Um, Woody Hayes toward the end, he was losing it. So just because you just put somebody in there in Ohio State, don't mean that it's going to be the 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 cherry. You know, the cherry is going to keep going. Mm -mm, Too competitive in college football nowadays. Look at Michigan. After after Carr was gone, look where they went. They ain't stupid. Just because you're Ohio State don't mean that you're you going to keep that powerhouse wheel going. Because you can be just like Michigan in a heartbeat. Urban Meyer leaves, and you're trying to bring in these other coaches. And next thing you know, you like Michigan getting getting stomped on. And then you got to try to go find, uh, you know, I guess a Buckeye man. You know, someone that's been in the program to, to uplift it. And that's what they kind of did. Think about it. They had Luke Fickle in there, and Luke Fickle, yeah, he ain't doing it, Luke. We gotta go get we gotta go get Urban, a guy that used to be here, a Buckeye guy. And that's what they got. So don't think because Urban's gone that Ohio State, you know, is gonna stay up there. Cause I mean, let's face it, I mean, he's got some cachet. A lot of people are going to Ohio State because it's Urban Meyer and they know that they're gonna have an opportunity to possibly be developing an NFL football player. Let's face it, not all of them kids are going because it's the Ohio State University. They're going there because it's an NFL football factory. Yeah, and I think kind of looking at kind of most of the marquee major programs, it's football first and then academics, all the other crap. Yeah. And it's like in recent years, yeah, and there, that and Urban Meyer has a track record from you know Florida and now Ohio State to where you can see the product that he's put on the field. The, like the talent that he's coached up into the NFL. And so kind of his name does give kind of recruits that cachet and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think if, if you find like a Buckeye man, there's plenty, like obviously no one's going to have, very few have the pedigree that Urban Meyer has from national championship at an SEC school to now coming into the Big Ten. There's like, there's few that have that same track record, but I'm sure that there's someone out there that if Gene Smith is still around when Urban Meyer leaves, which, again, I don't think he will be. But Well, he survived I mean, we two know. scandals, so I don't know how it is. But think about it. Urban Meyer is coming to the Big Ten. Look how much he's elevated the Big Ten in the recruiting. Before Urban Meyer got there, it was the Little Ten. It was, it was it was kind of mediocre. It was the same teams getting recycled over and over, or whoever came out of the Big Ten – you know, a couple of years that Otrestle was there, he was a great coach, but we all know that the last few national championship games he was in, he got rickrolled poorly by one of Urban Meyer's teams, by the way, and from Florida, got rickrolled by LSU. So, I mean, no one really gave the Big Ten any respect. And now this year, you're probably looking at five teams from the Big Ten that could possibly be college football playoff contenders or just can sniff the playoffs. And all this is elevated since Urban Meyer's been in the conference. Other schools had to realize, man, we need to bring in the big, the heavy hitter coaches if we want to survive in this college football playoff ball or have our league even survive. Or if not, we might get left. Or get into the college football playoff and then get recalled. 
Right. Or, yeah, get, get embarrassed. Either way, it doesn't make the conference look good. So, I mean, they had to really – I mean, he really elevated it. So, where who are you going to – I mean, think about it off the top of your head. If Urban Meyer was going to leave now, Brett McMurphy thinks that Urban Meyer is going to leave anyway after a year and then, you know, maybe go somewhere else. But I, I really think that he might take a year off and let the stories die down a little bit. But who do you think is going to come in and get Ohio State and have that that that, that cachet, so to speak? LeBron James. Well, he doesn't coach football, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, what football coach is going to come in and and bring in that clout? Well, kind of thinking about like who I'm. The only thing I can think of is a former Ohio State player. So, someone it would have to be someone like an Eddie George, like someone who was successful as a player at Ohio State. Mm. Mm. But like, do I think Eddie George can come straight? from whatever he's doing in the college football now. Because we've seen that transition for a lot for a lot of former players. Trying to come in and think, hey, you know, just because I've played the game, it's a whole different ball game when it comes to coaching, football, doing all the nitty the nitpicky, nitty gritty kinds of things that come into college coaching. Right. And so can can you look at like can you look at a star Ohio State player from even if you go back to that 0102 kind of title team, are there any of those players that are current coaches who will have or who are currently coaching that would have some kind of cloud? Because at this point, it has to be a former player that wants something out of Ohio State. Yeah, smoke like screen. I mean, that I don't know. I mean, it could be a former player, but I, I don't think they're bringing even the uh, 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 of anything that. Uh, Urban Meyer brings. I mean, you really, they really realize if Urban Meyer leaves the program, that's a big fall off. Uh, I, you know, Dustin Fox, you know, he does stuff on TV. Um, but other than that, and to be honest with you, some of them people don't even, you know, rank that national championship team from the Buckeyes back in the early 2000s as even a, a great team. So, I mean, the star of the, of the team was Maurice Claret. And we know all the troubles he's had, but we know he ain't coming in there to coach. Uh, Craig Krenzel, I doubt it's going to be, you know, in there trying to coach. I mean, let's let, 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 let's be honest about that. I mean, name someone that was gonna is going to really come in and coach. What Bob Stoops? I mean, he's from Ohio. I mean, I've said like I have my slogan that's trademarked about big game Bob Stoops. Right. Like I know he can do it. Right. I mean, the only other logical thought and. People down here are probably not going to like it. Do you bring back Jim Trestle if Urban Meyer goes? No, Jim Trestle's and not coming back. And everyone's going to be like, no. No, Jim Trestle's like, not everyone... coming back. He's already the president at Youngstown State. He's 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 done, and I think he's made that clear that he he's done. You know, actually doing stuff with football. I think he wants to be with still within the educational system, but just the slimy world of football for him, he that ain't cutting it. I, I no no. I don't see Trestle coming back. Older guy, you know, he's already making good money. You could tell he likes to do things for kids, but I think he's kind of done with the rat race of football. Yeah, like that's the only name, unless you bring back Tom Herman. And I mean, if you if they throw money at Tom Herman, Tom Herman may come back just because. But that Texas, but yeah, the, like, that Texas money, you you know that that's that Texas money. You can't you can't outgrow that. I mean, they'll try. 
people around here will throw money if they think they can they can continue kind of this trend because again, wins and losses. Kind of similar to Texas, wins and losses is what matters. Forget morals, forget ethics. Right. It's like right. if you can produce a winning program, like they'll bring in whoever we need to. Well, if you can produce a winning program and not embarrass us, now, like I said, if the, you know if the program looks embarrassed to the point where they got to get the heat on them, they'll get rid of you. Or if you're not winning and you embarrass them, then they'll get rid of you. But as long as you got a winning program, because they know, let's face it, in college football, if you're trying to win. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. They're, 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 you, I, don't, I don't believe that there's any program that's out there winning is doing it fully clean. Is it, there's some things that they're probably doing that are probably minor. Now, obviously, giving a bag of money to people, but like I face it in big time college football, if you want to compete, especially with some of these greedy kids and rec- recruits and parents. There's there's a little bit of stuff going on. I wouldn't say a team of, of, of a team is fully clean. Yeah, and we know there's going to be something else that's uncovered throughout the rest, kind of the fallout of this. Something else is going to happen. It it's going to leave Urban Meyer in a bad spotlight because now people are going to look at, okay, Urban Meyer. Yes, you are a great winner on the field, but are you winning off the field? And I know that a lot of people don't care about the winning off the field, but it does play a significant part in terms of what coaches what people think about you as a coach in retrospect so kind of you know kind of the stories that are coming out about Woody Hayes now the stories that are coming out about what happened at Ohio State under Jim Tressel like those are the things that are going to be talked about in the same breath as kind of this winning the success the championships and so Urban Meyer's got a load on his hands yeah it looks like it's in a it's going to be kind of uh, interesting. we got to uh, hurry, uh, close up this segment because we've got other things to, to get to. Anything else? Yeah. I'd be interested to see kind of the response because, again, three non-conference games, two against both of the four, and then a neutral side against PCU. I'll be interested to see kind of the media circus at PCU game. But they expect Ohio State to be in a full row headed into their ninth or eighth conference schedule. So we'll see if Paul lose a beat now. But every press conference leading up to and including Urban Meyer's return is going to be chock full of Urban Meyer questions, chock full of Zach Smith questions. Yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to have your. Was it the is it the South preview or East? Oh, we did the East or the West. The West. So and now the West. Okay, so we'll have your AFC East and NFC West uh, preview. I think that's the last division, actually. Yep, last two. And now what? All right. Well, you listen to the eighty-eight point three WTS. After further review, we'll have David the Man of God Harris's NFC and AFC West preseason previews here on 88.3 WXUT. 